Welcome to Today's Issues, offering a Christian response to the issues of the day. Here's your host, Tim Wildman, President of the American Family Association. Hey, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Thanks for listening to AFR. It's January the 18th, and... um, Joining me in studio is Fred Jackson. Good morning, Fred. Good morning, Tim. Chris Woodward. Good morning. And in Kansas City, Kansas, is our good friend, Dr. Ray Pritchard. Good morning, Ray. Good morning, Tim. How you doing today? Uh, doing well. Tired of winter already. <laughs> <laughs> you and me both. Huh? You, you, did you guys get a little snow, a little messy stuff uh, over the weekend? Here in the Tupelo area, we got a little snow, what? but it didn't stick. Wet snow. A little yeah, bit. not anything uh, like our friends in the East Coast got. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in uh, even Georgia and South Carolina, did you see that, Ray? Yeah, they they got hit in the Carolinas up to Virginia, really got hit. Now we got you know three or four inches of snow on Friday night and Saturday, but it's uh, it's just kind of a slushy mess this morning. You know, it yeah. kind of mostly melted away by now. I know you're an avid bike rider. How much does the wintertime affect you? I mean, can you? You know, you know, my whole bike riding life is like pre. Pre my accident and post my accident a few years ago when I slipped on the ice. <laughs> these days, these days it's got to be dry. I don't mind the cold weather, but Tim, it's got to be dry before I'm going to go out and ride. Now, do you have one of those indoor bikes? You say uh, yes, you? but I never use it. Oh, I just, like, I just like ninety percent of Americans. Yeah, that's right. I, I have I have this nice expensive indoor bike that I never <laughs> use. It's the American you, way. You dust the, it. Yeah, well, you know, get clothes out of the dryer and put them on that, put them on that bike. So, <laughs> a little extra drying time. That's about what it's good for right now. First time I ever saw that, though, my dad had a heart attack. Uh, Don Wildman, the founder of our ministry, my father, he had a heart attack when he was like fifty-five mm-hmm. years old. He's twenty-five years older than me, but I remember the uh, uh, he had a heart attack, and the doctor said, "Well, you need to start exercising." He wasn't overweight or anything. He just, uh, you know, man, he worked all day, got home. Mm-hmm. He didn't, he didn't want to exercise. And so, uh, th- he bought him a, or he, my mom bought him a, <laughs> a treadmill, put it in, yeah. put it in the den. <laughs> I think he used it three times <laughs> after that. It, it was for hanging clothes. Yeah, that's right. Uh, yeah. That's like, uh, again, like most of America, right? Yeah. Yeah. And you, <laughs> so you buy these things and then buy them in january yeah spring yard sales yeah. you go to the spring yard sales that's yeah. by march or april that's yep. right you can pick yep. up a deal i know yeah. I, I, alice and i were members of a health club about five <laughs> years ago and we would we would use it in the winter and then the summer we baseball and activities and stuff we just it didn't go much and so we we dropped our membership and uh i think a few months ago i said hey you think we need that Renew that and get back on the treadmill and go to the gym and stuff like that. And she says, well, let's see if we can go outside on our neighborhood and walk. <laughs> there if, we you can, go. if we can go walk in our neighborhood for a month, <laughs> then we'll go. We'll consider going to pay for somewhere to go and walk. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, yeah, millions of Americans, though, got those indoor uh, bikes and treadmills and stuff that go unused. After a few times. All right, you're listening to today's issues. If you want to join us on the internet, Facebook or YouTube, we live video stream the show there. Go to uh, 
go there and type in the words today's issues, today's issues, and you can check us out there. Dr. Frank Turek will come up, uh, will be with us in just mm-hmm. a few minutes. And then I'm about to sneeze. So, Fred, <laughs> uh, I'm like, no, there, no way they're sleeping me now. Okay. All right. So, uh, We'll stand by. Yeah, I, I, was, I was about to hit the sneeze button right. and turn it allergies. over to you, Fred. <laughs> Good thing I didn't have coffee in my mouth. Uh, and then uh, Stephen McDowell of the Providence Foundation will be with us at 1045 Central Time. Stephen's from Charlottesville, Virginia. We're going to talk about the uh, uh, new administration in yeah. the uh, Commonwealth mm. uh, of Virginia uh, the, across the board, uh, Christian uh Terrific. Believers are, are taking office, and Governor Yunkin, mm-hmm. Yunkin? Yunkin, yeah. Glenn. Uh, he's not governor-elect anymore. He's governor now. He was sworn in, and he had a, just a beautiful prayer yeah. that he said uh, at his inauguration, and we're going to play that for you yeah. at 1045, and, uh, and, and then we'll let Stephen comment as a longtime Virginian about what's going on there in the in the Commonwealth, they call it, of Virginia. And Stephen will also talk about some about maybe our tours that are coming up later in the year that you may want to be a part of that Stephen is our historian for. So lots going on this hour. And, uh, Chris, what's leading the news? Well, let's mention this real quick. It's a big story on our website right now, AFN.net. Newsmax just did a big segment on it. It was discussed on Fox & Friends earlier today. If you're planning on taking a flight tomorrow, expect your flight to be canceled or delayed. The reason being is this. Uh, The airline industry is raising the stakes in a showdown with AT&T and Verizon over plans to launch new 5G wireless service this week, warning that thousands of flights could be grounded or delayed if the rollout takes place near major airports. Now, heads of all these uh, airlines say that interference from the new wireless service on a key instrument on planes is worse than they originally thought. Fred, we were talking about this prior to the show, but this is supposedly, reportedly, maybe going to cause problems with a pilot's ability to land? Yeah. uh, what uh, These big airplanes that you fly in, they have very sophisticated... Uh, avionics. The part that we're talking about here has to do when a plane is going to land. Big airports have what's called an ILS system, an instrument landing system. And basically, just to keep it very simple, it's kind of like a, a, a beam that comes off the end of the runway. And that helps the pilot when it's cloudy and, and uh, you know, there's the visibility is poor. That helps the pilot bring that airplane down right where it's supposed to be on the runway. Now, the concern from the airlines is this. The frequency of these new services, these cell phone services, these 5G service, uh, can interfere, according to the airlines, can interfere with the frequency of that, uh, that radio wave that's coming off the end of the runway. And that might compromise the pilot's knowledge on how high or how low his airplane is as he approaches the runway. So that's why they're concerned. So big airlines like Delta, United, um, I think Southwest is involved with this, JetBlue, but also the freighters like FedEx and UPS. Uh, they have big these big airplanes. And so they're very concerned about this. They've been working with the government on this for several weeks. And they just, what they're asking for, what the airlines are asking for is that these cell phone towers not be turned on, the 5G service, within two miles of the airports. 
And they say there's still several airports where that compromise is possible. Mm -hmm. And they're saying they may have to cancel hundreds of flights starting tomorrow because of this. It has nothing to do with the pandemic. It has everything to do with this technical problem that these uh, 5G services can create. Very serious. I mean, when you're landing in bad weather, mm -hmm. you want that pilot to have very accurate information as to how high he is, yeah. how far he is away from the end of the runway. Landing has always been my one fear uh, in flying, I've, I've flown to several places. I've been on many planes, but I'm always like, you better stick this, dude. Because as we, a pilot, you, oh, not as fly? a pilot. No, oh, sir. okay. I thought you uh, were just as, as a passenger, you a pilot. You know, landing causes me a problem. <laughs> well, <laughs> well I've always just been be like, you know, we made it this far. You better stick. <laughs> I don't this. want on your plane, huh? <laughs> American right. Family Planes. Yeah, Ray. Any thoughts on this? Well, uh, I got a question here, Fred. This is a problem that I mean, the technical part. You obviously understand. I, I don't get all of that. But how come somebody didn't figure this out? I mean, how is it that this got this far in development and now suddenly, right. suddenly, what? Who, yeah. who dropped the ball here? Well, it, it's kind of puzzling. I've read a couple of accounts of this this morning. The uh, Verizon a and AT&T, their argument is, hey, uh, 5G has been in, in the works in Europe for a long time. It hasn't created a problem there. So it shouldn't create a problem here. I'm just going by what the airline CEOs are saying. They're saying, no, no. Uh, there can be interference, frequency interference, with our ILS systems at these major airports, and we're not, gonna, we're not willing to take the chance with all those passengers. My question, fellas, is do we really need another G? <laughs> I mean, huh? How many Gs are we going to have, Ray? Six, seven, eight, maybe. There, there got to be more to come, Tim. I mean, well, I mean, how fast do you need? I mean, we got pretty, really pretty fast, pretty, really pretty fast. fast speed now. I mean, uh, pretty soon it's going to be the uh, your your phone starts activating as you think it, <laughs> huh? I mean, is that where they want to go with this? Yeah, so. I know. I, I think it's the same way they change clothing styles. It's they want to keep the sales up, so you got to keep amping things up, so they sell new phones. Yeah, I told Alice the other day. I said, what, what, I don't even know what kind of phone. I think we have a seven or eleven, maybe an eleven Apple. Okay. Phone, and I said, yeah. How many? How many? We're gonna have an Apple. We're gonna have an Apple twenty phone, iPhone twenty in five years. Is that what we're gonna do here? That's yeah. exactly I mean, what's gonna happen. That's and furthermore, exactly. I don't need anything larger. Mm -hmm. Anything larger than this right here, it's carrying an iPad in your pocket. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But you know what these big companies do, though, Tim? What? Uh, sooner or later, they stop servicing your lower model. They, oh. they, won't, they won't give you updates anymore. Yeah, I've had that happen. I Are had you? an iPhone 3 for, like, years after the iPhone 3. I And a guy in IT here actually laughed at me one time when I had a problem with it and brought it to him. He was like, are you kidding me? This thing's ancient. Uh, because apps well, wouldn't they work would, for it anymore. Wow, well, they wouldn't upgrade it, uh, mm -hmm. update it? They won't support it. They you know, you get upgrades on your phone in the nighttime, they'll upgrade uh, it. I saw a guy the uh, other day who still uses a flip phone. He said they still sell them. They still yeah, sell yeah. them? Yeah, sure. Mm -hmm. sure. Well, our flip phones? Well, I, I think, now, again, this is back a couple of months ago, I think I read where they're bringing the style of flip, the phone flip phone back. Oh, back. oh, oh, but with the... With this six, seven, eight, uh, nine, oh, ten G, whatever it is. You I know what you. I want to do? I want to get one of those old school '80s cell phones that was like a brick, and just walk around town one day like I'm talking on it, and just yeah. to look at the we reaction. Used to, of we people. used to call them shoe phones. Yes, yeah. it was. It was like a size twelve. <laughs> That's right. Oh man, 
All right, you're listening to today's issues on American Family Radio. Joining us from the uh, Tar Heel State is our good friend, Dr. Frank Turek of Cross-Examined Ministries. Uh, good morning, Frank. Hey, you know, most churches in America are just about to get the upgrade to Windows 95. <laughs> <laughs> it's about time. You should know you speak at a lot of them. That's right. That's the one with the fish screensaver. They're really excited about Windows 98. Do, do you, They're do about you, to get it. Do you, do you, seriously, when you go out and speak, you have a lot of things you have to show. So you you have to check with the churches first, right? And so, well, actually, the, most churches now are, are getting up to up to speed with regard to technology. You can actually put your computer on, a, on the, the stage there. And show it, uh, you know. No long, no more overhead projectors. <laughs> oh, the old slides, you mean? Yeah, the that's overhead, right. The overhead uh-huh. projector. You get the kids from the juniors class working the IT booth. <laughs> what do you, what do you what did you call that F- fish microfish or what do you call it? You would slide those plastic. Oh yeah, those clear plastic slides. Those clear plastic overheads, we'd call them. Right, right. The overheads. 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 Yeah. Oh Ray, you overheads. did that for years too, didn't for you? For years, for years. Now was uh-huh. yours typed out or written out, Ray? Uh, some of them more more like scrawled out, <laughs> you know. So they were. You yeah. Remember, Frank had the big stack of the overheads, and you, oh yeah, and you, and yeah. Night, you'd have to get them all lined up and everything. You know, some are saying that's how Biden actually won the presidency. <laughs> what What he did is he gave two free weeks, uh, two free weeks of AOL.com if you voted for him. <laughs> AOL.com. Oh, Frank's rolling this morning, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> AOL. You've got mail. <laughs> <laughs> You've got mail. Uh, I'm old enough to remember. All right. <laughs> Can you imagine uh, now? Remember when we first started getting email and you used AOL.com? You'd be like, oh, I got mail. Imagine <laughs> if you got that. If that thing, every time an email came into your inbox, oh, you'd man. say, you've got I know, mail. Like, you've you'd got, be going nuts. <laughs> you throw something at that. <laughs> Just shut right. up. <laughs> I know I've gotten mail from ten spammers. That's what I got That's mail right. from. That's exactly right. I know back yeah, in the- it, it would it would it would it would be more helpful if every second you didn't get mail I know. I said that you didn't <laughs> get mail. You got you got yeah. Twenty years ago, if you got mail, it was like somebody cares about me. Look, I've got mail. That's right. Uh, now it's uh, leave me alone. I don't want any more mail. Too many people care about me. Oh my 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 one and only email address. This is gonna. This is a fault, I know, but has been public for 25 years. Really? Yeah, I've never changed it. I've never gotten in a, I've never gotten in a, I don't know why. I, I just figure if I get an additional email, it's just going to be full. That's just two boxes full of junk uh-huh. I'm going to have to read. I weed through, but it's nothing for me to get 200 emails in a day. Oh, yeah. my. Yeah. But I'm, I'm not. Finger, my index finger works really well. Whoop delete, whoop delete, whoop delete. I don't know if it makes a whoop sound, but anyway. All right. Uh, so Frank, um, uh, I got this article from USA Today talking about a uh, after-school Satan club. Yeah. In Illinois, talk about that. Well, I, it was in the news a few days ago that there's an Illinois school district that is actually having a club. It's called the after-school Satan club. And it's meeting at an elementary school. Have you guys heard about this? It's yeah. in Moline, Illinois. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, yeah, Jane Adams Elementary School, according to the USA Today. Mm-hmm. 
And is, uh, is this true? Is a lot this real? Of, this is real. It, it is. It is real. Mm. Even USA Today, which is obviously far left, did a <laughs> fact check on it. And they're saying, oh, yeah, it's all true. And you can actually see the letterhead for this organization. It, it's it got the stereotypical devil on it, you know, the, the horns and all this. But they say they don't believe in the afterlife. They mm. don't believe in the supernatural. They don't even believe in Satan. But they call themselves the After School Satan Club. Uh, in fact, uh, it's part of the Satanic Temple, apparently. Yeah, the Satanic Temple. And it says here that according to June Everett, campaign director for the After School Satan Club and an ordained minister of the Satanic Temple, the temple offers the clubs as an alternative to good news clubs, Christian gatherings run by evangelical organizations that offer Bible and faith lessons after school. And they say, here's what she says, We're, we offer an alternative club to religious indoctrination programs across the nation. Wow. An alternative club. Mm. And according to the, I guess, the superintendent there, that they have to let this uh, club in because they can't discriminate. Now, really? Is that really true? You think, you think if the Nazis wanted to have a Nazi club for elementary school uh, that they would say, yeah, that's fine. Or how about the KKK? We're going to have a KKK club for elementary school. Uh, do, you, do you think they'd go, oh, sure, that's just fine. No. Every, no matter what position you take, you're assuming some kind of value. Even if you say, well, any club is welcome, you're assuming a value that, sure, any club is welcome. The child pornography club, you say, well, that would be against the law. Well, why is it against the law? Because we've made a value judgment that that would be wrong. I don't know. Discussion. What do you guys think? Fred? Yeah, uh, unfortunately, I don't think this is the only one in the country because I've read about these clubs before. And they are using this, uh, well, you're allowing the, the after-school Christian club in. Uh, you got to let us in because we're they regard themselves as a valid religion as well. But I'm with you, Frank. Where is the day uh, when we used to have school officials who would apply a value. What value is this? And this is an elementary school. We're talking five, six, seven-year-old kids, and you're going to expose them? Do you think that they're not going to ask the question, well, who's Satan? Tell us all about Satan. Where can we learn more about Satan? Is this not a joke, though? It's not a joke. No, it's real. No, it's, a, it's an actual effort. Yep. Now, isn't it interesting, too, that Jesus says Satan is a liar and a murderer. Yeah. That's what Jesus says. Mm -hmm. And we have a club who, even though they say they don't believe in Satan, is using the name which who, who, who Jesus describes as a liar and a murderer to actually be a club for elementary school kids. Yeah. Now, look, regardless of what you think about this, you're assuming a value. If you say, well, a club like this is just fine, you're assuming a value. If you say it's not fine, you're also assuming a value. The question is, what's the right value? Yeah. Mm -hmm. well, and by joke, I didn't mean to su suggest this was funny. Mm -hmm. No, uh, yeah. What I'm saying is, is this not somebody just trying to get some attention like or the spaghetti monster people pr provoke the Christians, uh, you know, so they can uh, so they can mock Christianity. Uh, but this is real. It's in uh, 
you say there are others, I guess, Fred, other places. I've heard of other places, too. But this yeah. is, uh, this is uh, the John, Jane Adams Elementary School in uh, Moline, Illinois. It says, a, according to USA Today, a January 13th Facebook post uh, shows a flyer advertising the club at Jane Adams Elementary School. Um, you know, Ray, any thoughts on, on, on this? I think in the long run, this whole thing is going to backfire because it has caused Christians across America, but especially there in the Quad Cities area, Rock Island, uh, Moline, uh, Bettendorf, uh, it has caused them to come together and to speak out. And it has caused pastors, good Bible-believing pastors, have taken this as a great opportunity to present the truth of the good news of Jesus Christ. So I'm hoping... I'm hoping that down the road, what's going to happen is parents are going to say, hey, hey, not only is this wrong, mm. but this is they're doing this in opposition to the Good News Clubs. So, Tim, I'm hoping that maybe this week and next week we're going to see Good News Clubs have the biggest attendance of students they've ever had. You know what will guarantee the failure of this Satan club? No kids go. Mm. And right. that's, that's where mom and dad. I don't think they're going to be able to find a secretary. For this club, I would doubt it, or a treasurer. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, anyway, but it is it is a real story. Frank, what do you got? Uh, you, uh, does uh, COVID uh, stopped you from going to college campuses? Or are you no, back actually college campuses? it hasn't. And thanks for reminding me. This Thursday, I'm supposed to be at the University of Texas at Dallas mm-hmm. at 8 p.m. All the details are on our website, crossexamine.org. If you click on crossexamine.org. Uh, you'll see the events there. And then this uh, Saturday, I'll be at the Unapologetic Evangelism Conference in Jacksonville, Texas. Again, all the details are there right on the website. And then we have some other events coming up. We're going to University of Kentucky, University of Louisville, Winthrop, Ohio State, Boise State, Utah State. We're going to all these places this semester, Lord willing. Uh, you know, if, if the whole world doesn't come down with COVID, ho- hopefully. Well, you got the happen. whole uh, G5 thing coming up, too. So I hope you can. Hope your plane lands safely there. The G five thing? Yeah, you don't know what's what I'm talking G- about. No, what's the G five thing? This is oh the, oh oh your five G thing. The five G thing. The yeah. five. The G five is like it's like a plane. I wish I had a G five. <laughs> I got it inversed, <laughs> or reversed, or something like that. That's right. Yeah. Uh, so uh, we have a lot of listeners in uh, some of those places you mentioned. So go ahead and get that schedule again, and tell folks where they can find out. Uh, more about the events yeah crossexamine.org is the place to go <clears throat> this thursday night in dallas university of texas at dallas uh and it's 8 p.m and uh, the location is on our website crossexamine.org everybody's welcome not just students we usually get a lot of people from the community showing up and we're doing i don't have enough faith to be an atheist so we'll give the evidence that christianity is true and then take questions if you can't make it it will be live streamed on our uh, website and youtube channel the cross-examined youtube channel so Cross-examined with a D. Yes, cross-examined with a D. Yes, dot sir. What? Dot org. Cross-examined dot org. All one word. Dot org. Yeah. Okay, yeah. brother Frank. Uh, thank you for joining us. Did you get uh, in your area? Did you get some of that ice and snow there? We did. Yeah. In fact, uh, we actually uh, couldn't do our our uh, TV show Bible study last night because of black ice. You know. Yeah. And, and there's uh, more on the way, Frank. And there is this this yeah there's there's some coming apparently this uh this weekend but i'll be in texas so hopefully i'll avoid it so you know? uh why because the power went out or something why well you? i did and my windows 95 computer shut down <laughs> <laughs> had to revert to overhead screen of death that's right that's right 
All right, well, go dust off your PowerPoint <laughs> in case you need it. All right, All right guys. Uh, thank you, Frank. Great seeing you. God bless. All right, Take Dr. Care. Frank Turek there, T-U-R-E-K. Go see Brother Frank if he's coming to your area, uh, Dallas and Jacksonville, uh, Texas, and he said uh, U.K. and Lexington. Didn't yeah. he say that? Kentucky, yeah. Ohio. Yeah. All over the place. All right, we shall return momentarily with more of today's issues on American Family Radio. Don't forget, in just a few minutes, we're going to play the prayer mm. by the new governor of Virginia, and you're just uh, you're going to want to hear this. Stay with us. When you hear this, this is American Family News. You know what follows is the truth. Your news from a Christian perspective. Hundreds of teachers are going to have to walk into that school building and they are forced to swallow political ideology that in many cases violates their very faith and conscience. If you miss it at the top of the hour, American Family News podcasts are available at AFN.net and sign up for our daily news brief at AFN.net. Have you heard about the new Bible Museum in Washington, D.C.? Hello, everyone. I'm Tim Wildman, president of American Family Association and American Family Radio. I guess it's been open two or three years now, maybe a little longer, but it's one of the premier sites on our trip to Washington, D.C., our spiritual heritage tour in June and September where we visit the Bible Museum and all the other sites that you are familiar with in Washington, D.C., including George Washington's Mount Vernon estate. We're also going to go on a separate trip to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. Those tours are back-to-back. If you want to go with us, we're going in June and September. We'd love to have you. Go to the website, spiritualheritagetours.com. Stephen McDowell, my dear friend, will be joining us. He's a historian and president of the Providence Foundation, and he's going to make our trip so much richer by adding commentary and telling us the stories of the people, places, and times. SpiritualHeritageTours.com. Hello, Americans. I'm Todd Starnes. Stand by for news and commentary next. At Liberty University, we're proud to support those who serve and protect us every day, like first responders and past and present military members and their spouses. As thanks for your service, we offer special tuition rates and discounts. You'll also find deployment-friendly classes and degrees tailored to your specific interests and career goals. Learn how Liberty designs degrees just for you by texting DEGREE to 49595. That's DEGREE to 49595. Some would say that God and the gridiron go hand in hand. There's even a gospel song called Dropkick Me Jesus Through the Goalpost of Life. But CBS Sports believes in the separation of church and game day. The other day they rejected a 30-second commercial promoting the all-new Business Bible. Something about a best business practice, they say. The Business Bible was a corporate sponsor of the Hula Bowl. They had submitted a professionally produced commercial for the game. CBS Sports signed off on advertisements from other sponsors, including Five Guys, Wilson, Red Bull, but not the Business Bible. Now, I'm a bit surprised that CBS Sports would turn out a business proposition from a Christian business owner, especially since the Bible is the best-selling book in the history of publishing. Why would they risk alienating a large segment of their audience that watches football and worships God? To borrow a phrase from the decision makers at CBS Sports, that doesn't sound like a best business practice. I'm Todd Starnes. Oh, Lord, please let me make it. Please, Lord. Come on, come on. 
American Family Association or American Family Radio. I missed the show again. Can't find the time to catch the live shows? No worries. Wait, what? You can listen and download all your favorite shows for free. For free? That's right, for free. Just visit the podcast page on AFR.net. Lord. AFR.net. American Family Studios was started back in 2011 as a way to advance the Christian worldview into an increasingly media-rich culture. Media is like such a powerful tool to communicate the gospel. I love writing stories, getting in my office, and just thinking, how can we portray this concept of who God's character is? And to get to use the gifts that God has given me is really a joy. AmericanFamilyStudios.net A bruised reed he will not break, and a smoldering wick he will not extinguish. He will faithfully bring forth justice. He will not grow weak or discouraged before he has established justice on the earth. In his law, the islands will put their hope. Isaiah 42, 3 and 4. American Family Radio. This is today's issues. Email your comments to comments at AFR.net. Past broadcasts of today's issues are available for listening and viewing in the archive at AFR.net. Now, back to more of today's issues. Hey, welcome back to the uh, program Today's Issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim Wildman here with Fred Jackson, Chris Woodward, and Ray Pritchard. And uh, Stephen McDowell of Charlottesville, Virginia, and the Providence Foundation will be joining us in just 11 minutes from now. And we will play at that time the prayer that uh, Governor Yunkin uh, of Virginia said at his inauguration the other day. Chris, you were telling me during the break there's some news about uh, Coach Nick Saban. Yes. At Alabama. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is from AL.com. Yahoo's got it as well. Nick Saban has uh, signed a letter urging West Virginia Senator Joe Manchin to support that voting rights bill that Manchin and some other people have concerns about. Uh, you might think, well, you know, he's a college football coach. Why is he weighing in on this? Nick Saban has, for a long time now, uh, had a relationship with Joe Manchin. They're both from West Virginia. They've known each other. Their families have known each other for years. They used to hang out together, their families. Uh, so there is some sort of a, a friendship or connection uh, there between Saban and Manchin. Uh, but a lot of people are weighing in on this uh, today on social media. Some are saying that Nick Saban needs to stay out of it, stick with football. Uh, Jerry West also has signed this letter, Jerry West being uh, someone with the uh, history of the NBA and the Lakers. Um, so uh, I would imagine that other sports figures are going to probably join in uh, and say, well, Saban did it. I got to get my name out there as well. Yeah, I'm surprised at this. <clears throat> First of all, this is a terrible bill. Yes. Uh, it would federalize our elections, mm-hmm. basically. Uh, Correct. No, it would. You couldn't use photo ID. This is what the Democrats want in Washington. They want to control our register that day. Yeah. So it's terrible um, legislation. I'm just surprised Nick Saban is not known, as most most coaches are not known, for getting involved in politics. Because that's a slippery slope. It is. But when you get involved in politics too much, at least, uh, uh, you know, they usually try to stay out of that. And just because they got a fan base Mm -hmm. that, you know, usually is 
some Democrats, some Republicans, so they just sort of stay right. away from that. And I would imagine some of the Alabama uh, Crimson Tide fans, maybe even a lot of them. Oh, a majority probably, of them. Yeah, are not happy with this bill. It's yeah. interesting. I was talking about this with Fred during the break. Uh, one of the senators uh, for the state of Alabama right now happens to be former Auburn football coach Tommy Tuberville. Right. So at some point today, I guarantee you, somebody's going to bring out Tuberville to try to ask him what he thinks about Nick Saban weighing in on this, and they'll make it an, an iron bowl of uh, the political realm, if you will. Yeah. Anyway, that was in the news. You're listening to today's issues. Go ahead, Chris. Next story. Yes, this is very disturbing, and it's something that could be uh, perhaps coming to a doctor in a state near you. Uh, This is from the Miami Herald. A doctor in Maine has temporarily lost her license in order to undergo a psych evaluation for sharing what the state medical board calls COVID falsehoods. Now, this doctor has had a license for 41 years. It's Dr. Merrill J. Nass. Uh, And also, according to the board, she was prescribing things like ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine, and those were other grounds for her suspension. I've got some sound here from a doctor. She was um, an MIT graduate. Yes. Been around, had a license for 41 years. It's not like somebody that just came out of medical school trying to make a name for herself. I do have some audio here. I spoke with Dr. Jane Orient with the Association of American Physicians and Surgeons yesterday about this situation, clip three. I think that it is extremely dangerous to consider doctors crazy in need of a board-dictated psychiatric evaluation by their psychiatrist because of what seems to be a professional difference of opinion about the usefulness of hydroxychloroquine in COVID-19, which, by the way, is backed up by more than 200 studies. Well, what are we having a moment of silence here? What's going on here? I, well, I, I'm at a loss just I, I, covering I just, these kinds of things. I, Go ahead. I just, I just think it's an atrocious that a, the medical licensing board, mm-hmm. is that what it is, yeah. would take that step. And who's pressuring them to do this kind of thing? Ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine, been around for a long time. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> it has been used, been used successfully. It's just that a lot of folks aren't aware of the information because, you know, uh, the social media will shut you down if you mention ivermectin. But it has been used. It has been used successfully. I've heard testimony person to person from mm-hmm. people who said, you know, I went, my doctor prescribed ivermectin, and I felt better within 24 I have, hours. I have a relative that took it, the tablet, not the horse liquid. Yes. That relative is still with us today. Yeah, but the, the, this is the politi- politicization of a medical treatment, and that is very dangerous. It you know, really what, is, yeah. Look, guys, this sounds like something that they would do in communist China. Yeah. When they when they want to get rid of a dissident, they don't just throw them in prison. That they, they put them under psychiatric evaluation. They put them in a re-education camp. They're trying to deprogram them and reprogram them. It would be one thing. It would be terrible enough if they censured this very highly credentialed medical doctor, but to put her under psychiatric evaluation for a medical difference of opinion, it's, it's a very scary thing. It shows uh, it's a totalitarian impulse to not just, not just censure somebody, but to crush them completely. I, uh, I, I hope that, uh, I hope she's able to pass through this. Okay. And take them to court because I yes. do not. I can't imagine a yes. legal ground for doing what they've done. <clears throat> yes, I will say in my uh, 
job here is trying to get doctors to comment on these kinds of things. It's difficult to get somebody beyond a handful of sources to weigh mm. in on these things. And the reason being, a lot of people feel like they don't want to put their neck out there and, and say something that someone is going to read and then, you know, haul them into some sort of hearing or whatnot. Um, I did talk with uh, Dr. Jane Orient about that situation. She said there are a lot more doctors out there that are um, in favor of ivermectin, hydroxychloroquine than you hear, mm -hmm. but they are afraid of coming forward and talking about these things because they work for a hospital system, uh, you know, they have debt, all that kind of stuff. Here's the thing that, that puzzles me. A medical doctor of any repute at all, I'm not talking about a snake oil salesman, if they even exist, you know, the proverbial, mm -hmm. if it's a proverb. The snake oil salesman, uh, a, a medical doctor of any repute, they're not going to put their credentials, their reputation uh, on the line in the community for something that's that's bogus. Yeah. I mean, they're just, unless they're running some kind of a scam or something where they're making money off something that doesn't work, but they want to, you know, they want to try to fool people, which is a snake oil salesman, basically. Mm -hmm. But uh, for a medical doctor, 40 years practice, MIT graduate, and she studied this, she's researched this, and she wants to give legal uh, options, legal medicines. Mm hmm and uh, to her patients that she feels is the best for them, and they agree to, they consent to allowing her to use these, to prescribe these to her, yes. to them, the patient I'm talking about. And you're going to have uh, a medical board. What, what is this, the state medical board? What state is this? licensing board. Where, where is this? In Maine. In Maine. You're going to have them step in now. And get involved between a patient and doctor relationship and censor the doctor, censure, I should say, the doctor from uh, that relationship. Yes. And basically, that that's that's frightening. That, that's what Gray described a few yeah. minutes ago. Well, it's banana republic. It's third world country type junk. It, yeah. it is communist China type, type activity. But if I was that doctor today, and here's the thing. She's been practicing for over 40 years. Mm -hmm. I assume in that area yeah. of Maine. All right, so she knows her patients. Her patients know her. Has there been any complaints from those patients down through the years? Right. I, I would I would guess no. Right. There have been no complaints. Like you said, Tim, They pro she probably had a discussion with her patients right. in the office. Hey, you want to try ivermectin? It's been tried here, here, and here, and uh, it's worked. Do you want to give it a go? For the life of me, I don't understand why people care. I really don't. If if this doctor were prescribing something that poisoned someone, yeah, or right. otherwise threatened their health, Ray, maybe I could understand why a medical board might step in. But but I it seems uh, just political in that these uh, some of these uh, doctor organizations or these medical organizations they want to uh, they want to make a political statement. Mm -hmm. And well, go ahead. What, what, what's clear, Tim, is regarding hydroxychloroquine and even maybe even more so for ivermectin. And there are other there are other potential treatments out there. Clearly, they are helping some people. I don't think anybody's claiming that 
those drugs help everybody in right. every situation, right? Nobody's making that claim that I know of, but clearly they're helping lots of people. Why shouldn't a doctor have all the tools? Why shouldn't yeah. this doctor remain Listen. have all the tools in her arsenal and be allowed to use them, especially if the patient has agreed to it? Exactly. Bingo. And if if these two uh, medications, hydroxychloroquine, it took me a year to learn how to say that. <laughs> I did say that correctly, right? You did. Nobody's looking at me funny. Yep. Hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin, for those two, for example. Um, if if the doctor wants to, uh, oh, what was to Ray's point? If those things weren't working, they still they wouldn't be circulating still. That's today right. you couldn't carry you couldn't right. carry a phony argument on for a year mm-hmm. where right. millions of Ameri- right. <clears throat> millions of Americans and other people around the world go and these things help me yes greatly mm-hmm. um you, that 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 if that were a lie uh then that it, it, it couldn't be sustained yeah it wouldn't be because people's lives are at risk mm-hmm. I tell yeah. you what if I was this doctor I would have my lawyer write a very strongly worded right. letter today. <laughs> to this licensing board right. saying withdraw this right away. At the very least, I'm going to sue you for slander for insinuating that right. I'm not mentally fit to be a doctor anymore. Mm-hmm. That's what they're saying to yes. her. That's they're what trying. they're saying. That's what yes. a psychiatric evaluation is all about. Yes. I mean, I'd be sending that letter. Yeah. The, 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 uh, the control that many of these top agencies want to have over people's lives, including our federal government. Yeah. Um, I'm going to tell you what, I know we have our own threats going on in America with, in terms of our freedom and our liberties and our constitutional rights. Uh, we, we just better be glad we have our constitutional Mm -hmm. rights that we can go to. Yes. Because you look at places around the world where people I thought were sane and were free like Australia <laughs> and New Zealand <laughs> and parts of Europe, I thought they were. I thought many of them were basically like we are here in America. They love freedom, but they are just folding like a. Uh, they're just folding and giving up uh, their freedoms. Yeah, I know. Look at look at what's happening in Australia. Would you have ever thought no. Australia? No. Hey, would, <clears throat> I'm looking at my home country in Canada. Canada, same way. I mean, you can't get on. You can't get on a train or a public bus, or an airplane right now without a passport. You mean a vaccine passport? Vaccine passport, yes. Yeah. It's crazy. In France yesterday, they said, uh, you're going to have to get boosted. If you're going to participate in life here in France, the Mm -hmm. French government said you're going to have to get boosted. So what they're about to do, folks, in these countries we mentioned here, and hopefully not coming to a... A state near you or the or our 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 country here, I don't think it will, but the threats are there mm-hmm. to issue these kinds of. Uh, but in France, they've said you, you got to be boosted. So what they're going to do in three months? Every three months, I think it is. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'd have to go back and read the story. Either every three or every six months, you've got to be boosted. So we're we're talking about are you we're going to go into 2023 and French are going to have to have five shots like some in Israel have done to be able to participate in life in your country. I don't I don't think that's sustainable. I think you're going to have a well the Israelis are already saying they're finding out that the fourth what they're calling the the fourth yeah. well vaccine is not working. It's not working and in addition to that uh, we reported yesterday Fred that the uh 
European Union's medical medical body. I don't know. We put it on our page, our Facebook page yesterday. Said that uh, if you continue to use the boosters as a way to combat COVID, that you're going to harm your natural immunity. Correct. It, and, that was, and that was shocking to read it from them. And yeah. the, didn't the WHO agree with them? Or? Yes. They're, by, by going to boosters every three months, you're going to wear down your own uh, body's ability right. to fight this. Right. It, that makes sense. Yeah. Uh, it makes absolutely perfect sense. So, uh, and, and I think it was the World Health Organization. Never thought I'd agree with them on anything. <laughs> I know. World Health Organization saying that you're not going to be able to booster your we're not going to be able to booster ourselves out of this pandemic that's right basically uh now so. we're going to have to start treating it like the flu is what they said yeah you yeah. know it's going to be around yeah you're going to have to treat it like the flu yeah you're listening to today's issues on american family radio Stephen mcdowell joins us now from charlottesville virginia Stephen is president and founder of the providence foundation and uh been a uh a resident there in the Commonwealth of Virginia for a couple, three decades, I believe. Stephen, good morning to you. Good morning, Tim, and everybody else. How's the weather in Charlottesville? Well, it's cold, as a lot of places. We had snow and sleet, um, <clears throat> but that happens in the winter. <laughs> yeah, well, you had some shoveling to do the other day, did, did you? Yeah, I got my exercise shoveling out my driveway, so... Mm. Mm-mm. You don't have have that to look forward to too much in Mississippi, I know. No, praise God. <laughs> we are ever thankful to the Lord for that. We don't want to have to be shoveling ice and snow. Uh, Stephen, uh, we're going to play now uh, the prayer by your new governor, Yunkin, that he said the other day, and he didn't read this. He said this, uh, said this prayer, you know, without a script. Uh, and uh, and then I want you to comment on your new administration there uh, that's taken over in uh, Richmond. Go ahead and play this, uh, Brent. My fellow Virginians, there's no way to embark on what's in front of us without asking for help. Join us, please, in a moment of prayer for the Commonwealth. Heavenly Father, we lift our eyes up to the hills. Where does our help come from? Our help comes from you, maker of heaven and earth. Father, we invite you into the next four years. Father, we ask for your help. We thank you for today. We thank you for the hope and optimism represented by this movement that has brought us all here together. Finally, Father, we pray all this in your Son, Jesus Christ's name. Amen. 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 Stephen, did you watch that? Yes, I did, and was very encouraged. You know, just listening to him pray, which this is unique. You know, I don't know if that's been done before by our governor like that or uh, any other chief executive, probably. But here is a man who had a—you can tell—he's got a living faith in God. You know, he's he's a man that started a church in his basement years ago. But it's not just our governor, but our lieutenant governor, Winston Sears, our attorney general, Jason Myers. You know, they're, they're all believers. And they, they not only have a living faith in God, but from all I can tell, they have correct 
principles, biblical principles of government that they have have said, this is the principles we stand on and how we're going to govern. Uh, Governor Yunkin, on day one, um, signed 11 executive orders that all reflect you know, his promises that he said he would do uh, and reflect what I would consider a biblical view of government, from limited government, limited taxes, uh, ending of teaching things like CR2 in our schools, false ideas of history, giving parents the right responsibilities to decide about the education of their children, including not forcing kids to wear masks, rescind the COVID-19 vaccine mandate for state employees, combating human trafficking, and many other things. So they've already begun uh, reflecting their faith in their words, in their heart, and in their actions. So we should be very encouraged by this. Stephen, how did this happen? Because Virginia has been trending blue uh, in terms of state politi- statewide elections, at least, for the last, I don't know, five or ten years, it seems like. Was, Virginia used to be solidly red. Then uh, then we had all the additions of the uh, suburbs of, of northern Virginia added to the, you know, everybody's. All the liberals started moving in there, the federal government employees, and it changed the dynamics of the state. Uh, this is nothing's renewed my faith in our country more than what happened in Virginia a few months ago. And now to see this new administration come into office and the others, the AG, the uh, Lieutenant governor and so forth, any explanation for exactly how this happened? Were you surprised? Well, um, somewhat, but you know, Virginia is like the nation at large. The vast majority of our counties are conservative. It's a, this large population areas, northern Virginia and the, the inner the city, inner cities that are liberal, as it is throughout the states. Uh, but a key to Yunkin and others' victory was that a larger percentage of conservative voters turned out to vote than ever before. Yes, there was some independents, you know, that were fed up with uh, not being able to direct education their children. But I, the key, really, to his victory is a lot of of conservative-minded people said, hey, we've got to do something, where in the past they may have just sat home and not voted. They turned out. So if you look at the percentage of the number of voters in all of these mostly conservative counties at a higher rate than ever before, they turned out. And so we have great hope here for the next four-plus years. And not only we take over the statewide offices, but the the House of Representatives went back to the Republicans. Now the Democrats still control the Senate, so everything that Yunkin may want to do may not be able to be realized. But we should be hopeful, and hopefully we'll see the same thing in the nation at large. All right. Amen. Let it be so. Uh, we're talking to Stephen McDowell of Charlottesville, Virginia, and and Stephen is president and founder of the Providence Foundation. Uh, and Stephen and I lead the <clears throat> spiritual heritage tours each year, twice a year, to Washington, D.C. and Mount Vernon. And we also go to Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. And we're doing that again this year, and the tours are half full now already. So if you want to go with us in either June or September, uh, you need to go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com spiritualheritagetours.com, and all the information you need to know about our uh, trips uh, is available there, including the itinerary, the cost, and so forth. Um, 
Uh, Stephen, would you comment, uh, the Williamsburg-Jamestown-Yorktown tour, um, give us a couple of the highlights of what we'll be seeing when we go there. Well, of course, Jamestown is the site of the first permanent English settlement in America, and modern historians try to depict that as founded by uh, anti, you know, unreligious people. But we'll learn the true story that this was a, as one early settler who in that area said, this is a uh, uh, an adventure so full of piety, a business adventure so full of piety that God's hand was evident in the founding of Jamestown. So we'll be at the very site where those first settlers uh, built the first homes and, and fort and and the church is the, the center of, of their life, and we'll learn about the men and events and how God moved upon them. And Williamsburg served as the, the colonial capital of Virginia for for a uh, hundred years, and so we'll learn a lot of the stories that led to our independence and be introduced to men like P- Patrick Henry and George Washington and Thomas Jefferson and these Virginians who were instrumental in shaping Virginia, but also the history of America, and visit Yorktown. That was the site of the last major battle in the American Revolution, and we'll learn the story of how God providentially moved and used the weather in order to direct the outcome that he wished to give birth to this new, free, exceptional nation, one birthed in liberty. So we're going to be going to Williamsburg, Colonial Williamsburg, Jamestown, and Yorktown. They're all there together. It's called the... uh, what, what is it called? Something triangle. Uh, anyway. What? The historic triangle. The historic triangle. So we're going to be going there on a uh, tour in June and September, and then also Washington, D.C., and all the sites there, and including George Washington's Mount Vernon. Those tours are back-to-back for you folks who live across the country and just want to do those back-to-back. It's a week of touring. Uh, June and September, great weather months in uh, along in that part of the country. Go to the website spiritualheritagetours.com. Spiritualheritagetours.com. Our, the, as I say, our, the trips are about halfway full already. Thanks, Stephen. Appreciate it. Bless you, Tim. Okay. Take care, everybody. We'll see you back here in five minutes for those who can join us. The views and opinions expressed in this broadcast may not necessarily reflect those of the American Family Association or American Family Radio.